Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, let's go to the hotline now. Uh, BucksReport.com, in case you guys didn't know. Uh, it's one of the most booming uh, sites when it comes to Buccaneer content. I have my own streaming show on there called Out of Bounds with me, Johnny B. Um, and all this stuff is really blowing up, and it's at a perfect time. The Bucks are uh, the talk of not only the town, they're the talk of the country and talk of the world. They're the world champions. Everybody is uh, interested in what's going on with the Bucks. Uh, we are lucky enough to have landed uh, this guy that's on the hotline, Evan Winter. Let's go to him. Hello, Evan. What's up, buddy? What's up, Johnny? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on as always, man. Yeah, dude, I was excited uh, to know that I was going to get to talk to you. You know, I talked to the the powers that be within the website and, and uh, you know, they said, hey, we're going to send you somebody on Fridays to talk to, to talk Bucks or on Mondays. And then I was like, uh, I texted today and I was like, hey, who are you sending me? And of course, I think he was on edibles because he's like, I said Friday. And I'm like, today's Friday. And he's like, oh, oh, he goes, it's Evan Winter. And I, and I did one of those little fist pumps, you know, like, uh, like Judd Nelson at the end of Breakfast Club. So I was really happy to have you on. Yeah, man. And I mean, we've been due for a reunion since I came on, you know, a couple of months ago and I've been dying to get back on here. So obviously the universe works in mysterious ways, <laughs> but obviously it also works in beneficial ways when it comes to us and, and, and doing this thing. So let's do it. Awesome, man. Dude, I've, I love your, your daily updates uh, from training camp. I know you've uh, you've been uh, in town. Uh, training camp started what Monday and you've been there every day, right? Well, yeah, it actually started Sunday, yeah, oh, yeah. and I've been here um, yeah, every day uh, since then, and tomorrow will be my last day, but we'll have boots on the ground between now and then, but regardless, that's neither here nor there, and man, over the last, um, you know, obviously up till right now, five days of training camp, there's been a lot of battles. I mean, uh, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, that's obviously one of the biggest battles, if not the back, biggest battle uh, for training camp. Right. And right now, you know, Leonard Fournette's showing off that he's got the edge. Uh, Jaden Mickens, in terms of kick returner, punt returner, um, Jalen Darden has been returning punts over the last couple of days by himself, but that's just an individual drills, and obviously we still have a long way to go. So don't put too much stock into that, but it's also noteworthy at the same time. And then speaking of Jaden Mickens, he's he's been playing pretty well at wide receiver, which is where he needs to improve. He wants to uh, stay on the fifty-three, and then the tight end four position. Joe, I mean, it's a it's a complete battle right now. Joe Tryon is looking like the first round pick that he uh, is supposed to look like right now even though Bruce Arians and Tom Brady both said today was a uh, poopy, just putting uh-huh. it lightly that yeah. way. They said poop, yeah. poopy day of practice. Um, overall, you know, there's a lot of bright spots to look at right now. But at the same time, whenever you're defending world champions, you know, you, especially if you're a leader like Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, you can't, you can't let the guys just get by with an, an average day of practice. If it's average, you've got to um, – 
you've got to uh, heighten the circumstances, for lack of a better phrase, and that's right. what Brazilians did today, in my opinion. Yeah, I would expect, even if they had a good practice, for them not to be satisfied with that. And I remember last year there was a few a few cases during training camp where uh, Tom Brady was pissed off and where uh, the same thing Bruce Arians told them, guys, you ain't crap, you haven't won anything yet, and da-da-da-da-da. And you got to keep a fire under, under their ass. And... And they're under the biggest microscope. Last year, signing Tom Brady and and, uh, and Gronk and all that, they were kind of the talk of the NFL as far as, like, what could they do? Now they're the world champs. They retain all these players. They sign, you know, uh, Bernard. They have a pretty decent draft. And so now they're even more under the microscope. I mean, how was uh, the, the, the media compared to other times that you've checked out different training camps? I mean, I'm sure... NFL networks out there, every talking head you could probably think of is probably out there at Advent Training Center. Yeah, for sure. And uh, to the media's credit, obviously I wasn't there last year in 2020 because of COVID. That really limited a lot of things. But as compared to 2019, 2018, when I was there, the media is, you know, that they're asking Bruce the right questions. Um, they're they're asking Tom Brady the right questions, and overall, they're doing a really good job in terms of what they need to do to cover this team. Now, granted, it's like so Wednesday, for example. Um, so I'm tier three OA. I'm not allowed to go into either one of the indoor facilities, whether it's the indoor media room or the indoor practice facility. But regardless, I got to participate on the Zoom conferences that day. Uh, Ross Cockrell is a story right now that is not being reported like it should be. Uh, he and I'm, that's that's nothing against anybody. You know, they they've all got their thing. Um, But at the end of the day. Like, he he is really providing a spark for this Tampa Bay defense and for this team in terms of roster management because what what he's providing at safety right now could possibly allow Tampa Bay to save a roster spot somewhere else, you know, on the roster in terms of cornerback safety or just a special teams player. So and that's a like, that's a new he, position. He, he's, he, he's somebody that need that people need to pay attention to, right? And that that's and that that's actually a new position for him, right? Like he was signed last year, kind of right. middle of the season as a corner, and he had some splashes towards the end of the season and in the postseason. Because I remember uh, him making a play, and I'm going, "Who the hell's Ross Cockrell?" You know, and and of course, me being a you know twelve year old, I laughed at his last name for a second. But he he really kind of picked up uh, the pace at the end and gave some good uh, you know resting downs for some of these other defensive backs. And you know, and then you know with different you know scenarios, you people getting you know m- minor injuries, and of course with COVID and all that, it's so important to have a guy that could step in like that. Um, but yeah, now he's uh, he's practicing with the safeties. And I read your your uh, your report on that too, and and I was following your Twitter, and apparently he's really shining and lighting it up. So that's awesome. Yeah, he's playing really really well, and the key thing with him is he can serve as the Bucks' fourth corner or the Bucks' third uh, third string safety, which obviously with uh, Jordan Whitehead coming off of the reserve COVID list today. Um, they, and they were they released one of my camp sleepers in Augie Contressa, and I really hope he finds uh, somewhere else to land pretty soon. But either way, um, yeah, like he he allows them to do a lot of different things in 
terms of roster management. And he had a really good rep against Tyler Johnson today. He had a really good rep against Jalen Darden. Now, granted, Chris Godman did beat him down the middle for a touchdown. But at the end of the day, you're not going to win every rep. And Bruce Arians is looking for that type of steadiness where the offense wins, the defense wins, you know, back and forth, so on and so forth. Um, but, yeah, I mean, dude, sticky coverage, he's been great. Let's, let's hope this continues because right now there's no reason to discontinue this experiment. And as long as it continues to bode well, then this team is going to be in good shape in terms of what they can do with their roster. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of uh, Good Morning Football or one of those the other day, and and uh, and they were talking about the defense and you know how the Bucks defense, even though they were killing it, you know in the in the postseason, they still weren't getting the credit because I mean when you look at that 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 roster on the offense. Of course, they're going to be the highlights, but. Uh, they're saying now that in a, from what I'm reading from you and from other, you know, resources, uh, it, it, it sounds like the defense could be way better this year than they even were in the Super Bowl, which was one of the best Super Bowl performances by any defense ever. Uh, it, it, you know, if everybody is healthy and if everybody's still gelling because they were building momentum through the postseason and they even said after the Super Bowl that they they didn't play their best game. I mean, from what you've seen on the field so far. Does this look like this could be a, a number one or at least a top three or four defense? Easily. And you got to think, 11 of 12 starters, everybody except for Antoine Winfield Jr. are going into their third year of this defense. And even with Antoine, he's going into his second year. So people are familiar with the language. They're familiar with the coverages. They're familiar with the the blitzes, the pressures, all that good stuff. And we saw that today whenever Todd Bowles sent Carlton Davis, he came up to look like he was about to press Mike Evans. He gets sent on a, co- a corner blitz, and then all of a sudden it confuses Tom Brady, and Antoine Winfield Jr. comes up with the pass breakup. I mean, if that happens in a regular season game, that's huge. And it's not going to just throw – the opposing offense, of course, but it's going to give that defense confidence at the same time. And right now, when you have leaders like Devin White, Levante David, and Dominic and Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, I mean, do I really need to keep going? It's it's hard for these guys not to stay on track. And look, you know, this is one thing about me and my coverage like that I've made abundantly clear I've been a fan of this team since 95, since I was about eight years old. But when it comes to my coverage, I am completely objective. And when I remove all fandom, like everything that I just love about this team in in a subjective opinion, it's so hard not to feel outside of injury, because obviously it's NFL and injuries happen. Right. But outside of injury, it's so hard not to feel bulletproof going into the season. And so far outside of today's practice, and look, let me also put it this way. I thought today was a pretty decent day of practice. Right. It definitely wasn't like on a scale of 1 to 10. It wasn't like a 7, 8, 9, 10. It was definitely around the 4 to 6 range. But there's also a reason why I'm not a Super Bowl winning coach. I'm not a Super right. Bowl winning quarterback. And there's a reason why, you know, Brady and Arians both call it a poopy practice. But outside of today, 
Like it's been it's been solid practices day after day on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it's funny when you said you said the word confidence when you were talking about the defense in their current state, and you really took that word out of my mouth because when I when I think about people coming in for their you know guys like Carlton Davis, guys like you know uh, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, and all these guys that are now into their third year, and 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 you know you said he's sending Carlton Davis on a blitz. That that reminds me so much of that old Bucks defense, you know, from 2002. And the reason why they could send Rondé Barber on blitzes and the reason why they can mix things up and do what they did, it was confidence. They knew that they can take chances because everybody on the field is so darn, they're so good, you know? So it's like they can take these chances. And it's funny, I was watching uh, in the current, you know, the, the Bucks put out, you know, this YouTube series that's really, really well done. And... Brady was talking about this, like where he would, uh, and I think he he reiterated this recently in a in a presser. I don't know if you heard it, but uh, where he said he would go to Todd Bowles, you know, and talk about you know w- w- how much do you think you know they're going to score because it affects how he's going to call the offense, you know, because he's like, oh, all right, so we don't have to worry about them putting forty on us, so now I can take chances as a quarterback. So it kind of plays hand in hand. And with the defense having confidence, that's just going to make the offense even better because now we could take more chances. Not that we don't take chances on offense, but you know now Brady's going to have this confidence. Not like I have a sh- I have a shut down defense, so now maybe I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll throw a, you know a, a couple balls over the middle that I wouldn't normally throw or something like that. Exactly, and the fact that not just has this roster stayed together since 2020, the majority of it has stayed together since 2019. So, I mean, man, like, there's just, like, there's so much cohesion, especially with them. And, and one of the biggest parts about the entire offseason was re-signing a Ross Cockle, re-signing uh, Raheem Nunez-Rochez, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Nacho. You know, all these key depth players that really showed their worth last year and were also willing to come back because honestly, I was surprised they re-signed Nacho. I was surprised they re-signed Cockrell because Cockrell, honestly, the reason why he's a buck is because he didn't like the deal that the Giants, you know, initially gave him in August of 2020. So these guys have options, but eventually at the end of the day, they chose the Bucks, And at the end of the day, that consistency, that camaraderie, it should prevail, especially if, you know, we see a couple of injuries like we've seen over the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, you've got to feel good about going into the season. Yeah. Now, I know you mentioned Joe Tryon for a, for a second earlier, and I did want to talk to you a little bit more about him, our, our number one draft pick. Um, and he's an outside linebacker. And I saw today that it looked like they were not only giving him a ton of reps, but kind of playing them inside a little bit, a defensive end and stuff like that. Or is that, or does it look like they're kind of bouncing around and, and trying to mix things up with him and really take advantage of his athleticism and, and trying to get him some, uh, some looks because you never know with injuries and things, obviously he's going to spell, you know, our, 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 our big guys, you know, Shaq and JPP, but you know, or does it look like, you know, maybe something happens and they want to, you know, maybe put him in for Golston or one of these defensive ends. What did you see there today? Joe Tryon has been in there whenever he has to be in there during camp so far. And for a guy who has not played since 2019 and also had off-season surgery this year, 
that's all you can ask for. And on top of that, he's looked great. Yeah, man. I mean, like, so let's let's just, you know, imagine the Bucks drafted a guy in the first round and no relative comparisons are coming into my mind. Sorry, I suck that bad. But either <laughs> way, um, let's just imagine, you know, he's a guy who has not played since the 2019 season. He had off-season uh, knee surgery this year. There would be really no, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, aggression, for lack of a better word, towards the Bucks if they were just sprinkling him in there every now and then. You know, right. yeah, throwing no him in there with yeah. the twos. Yeah, right, like throwing him with the twos every now and then. Mainly he's playing with the three or fours, you know, so on and so forth. But literally Joe Tryon, every time the twos are on the field, He's on the field. When JPP had his uh, veteran rest day on Wednesday, Joe Tryon was on the field with the ones. Joe Tryon was catching passes out of a fake field goal drill. I did read uh, that. At one point. Yeah, on Sunday. I mean, like, he, he's all over the place. So, and not only are the Bucks coaches putting him all over the place, but he's looking pretty damn good so far with what they're asking him to do. So, I mean, there, there, there's like, you know, at the end of the day, four and a half, five sacks for Tryon is still respectable, you know, and that would be considered a successful year, especially like what right. you were saying a second ago, how many snaps JPP and Shaq play. But at the same time, the fact that he's showing us and the Bucks what made him a first round pick? I mean, dude, right now you you just gotta feel really good about where he's at. And yes, he's he's been great. So I say all of that to say Yeah. Danny, yeah, he's, yeah, he's been great. And it kinda <laughs> reminds me when I see them kinda like, you know, playing with him all over the field, you know, like catching, you know, uh, touchdowns out of the field goal, you know, and uh, set up and all that. It kinda reminds me of a rookie Vita Vea when they go, you know what, we got this guy that's just an athletic freak, you know, and and uh, and they were using him, you know, as a fullback in Rhino packages, and he caught a touchdown from from Jameis and and things like, and that's that's kind of the vibe, you know, that, that I'm getting from Joe Tryon is they're like, look, this guy is a walking action figure. He has he has a unbelievable football instinct. He's just a natural stud. He's a star in the making. Let's let's have some fun with him since we have this freedom of not having to force this kid to play 75% of the snaps. We, you know, let's see what we can do with them. Let's, let's uh, try them. I wouldn't doubt if they put him in as, you know, as a tight end just to see what happens, you know, because he's such, you know, a, a freak, you know, it's kind of like LeBron James or people are like, I bet LeBron James could play in the NFL. Maybe because he's a, he's a, a walking, you know, uh, action figure, just like uh, Tryon. when everybody I've talked to that's seen this, this kid in person, they're like, He's he's a ridiculous looking human being, and he's also got a motor on him, and that's why you go number one when you haven't played football, you know, in a year and a half. And uh, I'm I'm so excited about him, and hearing uh, what you have to say about him has me even more excited and more more satisfied with him as the first round pick, you know, because a lot of people thought they were gonna maybe try to grab another running back or something like that, and things have just fallen into place. It seems. Yeah, there there are so many things that could be derailing. You know, just his rookie season in general. I mean, think about when the Bucks drafted Adrian Claiborne back oh, in the day. Oh like he he had the shoulder issue, you know, all that stuff. Granted, he had a good rookie year and all that stuff, but there were so many questions about you know what he could end up, 
succumbing to, for lack of a better phrase. Right. And the fact, and he didn't have this near experience that Joe Tryon has had so far. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's been something certainly to monitor. And, you know, as long as it continues on the path it's continuing, then the Bucks are in excellent shape. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, we're talking to Evan Winter from BucksReport.com. Uh, make sure you go check out uh, BucksReport.com uh, daily. Uh, pretty much every day you're putting something out during training camp, right? Yes, sir. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, and, of course, find him on uh, Twitter where he's live tweeting during training camp. And, of course, you'll be getting a ton of stuff, uh, you know, throughout the entire season. Uh, Evan, it's Evan underscore winter, right, without me looking? Yes, sir. That would be it. It's it's man, pretty easy to memorize, but still, still, I still applaud you for memorizing. Thanks, it's, man. It's, I do my takes, best. It takes credit. I, I feel I feel so appreciated. <laughs> well, well, dude, you're you you're one of my favorite writers before we were teammates on BucksReport.com. So it's really cool now that we get to do this uh, kind of together, and it's awesome having you on the show.